Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. 56% of job seekers say the biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications. This according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be lonely, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding that job that fits you. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location nearest you at ExpressPros.com. No fees for somebody seeking a job. Visit ExpressPros.com. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we got football tonight. My Chargers against the Chiefs. Come on in. Welcome to the program. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. You can uh, be part of the program in a variety of ways. You can dial us up, email, tweet, all the above. Make sure you sign up to be part of the network. Dan Patrick Show newsletter available daily at 6 Eastern and 3 Pacific. Yesterday, maybe you missed the insights of Todd getting a pie to the face at the end of the show. Well-deserved. But I love the... We had to do this sort of in a clandestine way. Fritzy does his uh, scoreboard. You know, it's looking back in history, a couple of dates. We put it up on the scoreboard. Todd has fun, spends way too much time on it. And Todd was out there on the basketball floor. And I said to Marvin... I need you to get a pizza box that we had, and I need you to put a pie in there, put it over underneath the scoreboard. Todd will never suspect that there's a pie in the pizza box. I'm going to be shooting hoops. I'll try to maybe divert Fritzy's attention away from you with the pizza box. So Marv goes out, stands by the scoreboard, pizza box right there. Fritzy starts his scoreboard. And I start answering some of his questions, and then he'll go, on this date, Marshall Falk ran for, whatever, 278 yards against, and I went, pie? And he got about to say Pacific. Yes. And he got smashed in the face by Marv. That would be on the newsletter, and you could actually see the entire segment there. Those are just some of the things as we recap the show every day, in case you miss it, even if you want to relive it. Like Todd did. Not only did I not know there was a pie in the pizza box, I did not even see a pizza box there. I was just so focused on the <laughs> clues of my snoreboard, and then you guys got me good. I thought you would always see a pizza box, knowing you. Only if it belongs to Seton's lunch. <laughs> if it's Seton's lunch, then I know exactly That's what That's what I'm talking about. But Todd was trying to – he was like going, puh, puh, puh. And I knew that 
you know, the pie was coming, and I just went, pie? I'm thinking, what a terrible <laughs> guess. Pie? What team or college is pie? What is he saying? And then I get in the face. Uh, Not to mention, that was supposed to be a double or nothing if the Broncos beat the Texans. Yeah, no I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait until mm. this Sunday with the double or nothing. I'm sorry. That's you, fine. You know, I was at the end of my rope, and I had to hit you with a pie. It was uh, it was deserved. A lot of the people on no, social media it, it suggested. was deserved. Deserved. Oh, bloop, bloop, bloop. I may have had a slightly deviated septum, though. I know I get neurotic and stuff, but he didn't hit me hard, but I couldn't breathe great Stop. out of my left nostril. You, because for a you hours. had blueberries in your nose and with cream. And I was stinging my eyes driving home, but whatever. Yes, Paul. A deviated septum is something you're born with or you affliction that hits you, or if you get in some type of massive accident. Don't, why do you even engage with him on this? All I, all I know is I was getting full oxygen in both nostrils before I got hit with the pie, and then I was about at 70% of my left nostril after I got hit. Oh my, it was touch and go. I thought we were going to lose you yesterday. How did he die? Ah, pie to the face. Something got blocked in the left nostril. Was a little piece Marvin of brought up on charges. Yeah, what's the murder weapon? It was, it was a pie. Those little hands did all the damage? <laughs> Can't believe it. Marvin had to use two hands, though, with the pie. I said, do not drop it. Do not drop it. And then he felt guilty. He goes, I don't, I, I mean, do I have to hit him? I, I go, yes, he won't suspect you. Go. He immediately apologized. And he actually did it very softly. <laughs> I've never had a pie on my face that gentle. So. Uh, yes, Marv. I just want to be the opposite of Mario. And that is? Mary hit me hard as hell. Oh, yeah, the yeah, pie. yeah, yeah. Well, remember Michael Urban? He actually oh. drew blood with me. I said, Mike, that's not how you hit somebody in the face with a pie. Mike hit you like he was launching, like yeah. a defensive back launching yes. upwards into your brain canal. Yes. But Michael Urban's like, D, 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 sir, sir. I said, I got blood coming out of my nose here. I didn't complain about a deviated septum or I can't breathe. Well, you're tougher than me. We all know that. Yes, That's that is true. 30% oxygen loss in his <laughs> left nostril. 30%, Dan. I'm guessing there's something not right. Feel your best with M-Drive supplements for driven guys trying to lose weight. Try M-Drive lean protein powder ingredients backed by science. Help you lose weight. Go to mdrivedan.com. Tell them we sent you. All right. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. All of that coming up. And, uh, you know, my Chargers, my Super Bowl pick. They always tease me. It feels like every year I go, this is the year. They got all this talent. This is the year. And I feel like this is the year. But here we have Keenan Allen, who's not going to play tonight. I think we're going to look back on Keenan Allen and go, gosh, he was went to that many Pro Bowls? He was that good? Like, it's almost like um, A.J. Green. A.J. Green was always one of those receivers where he went, damn, he's good. Keenan Allen has put up great numbers. I need him there against the Kansas City Chiefs tonight. And he won't be there. Keenan Allen had a great year last year. They got skilled position players. I need all hands on deck tonight. Uh, Kansas City's won the division every year since 2016. This isn't going to be easy. And I, we got Chris Sims come, coming up later on in the show. And I was curious what he thought of the Kansas City Chiefs offense. And he said, Chris Sims of Pro Football Talk said, the Chiefs offense without Tyreek Hill can benefit in this way. They had become a little too predictable in that where Tyreek was lined up or motioning became a bit of a tell at times. Now with a wider variety of weapons, defenses aren't going to know where the ball is going to go. Well, there are certain players 
that they can tell you where they're going to be, like basketball players. There are certain players they could say, I'm going to go, like Larry Bird did this famously to Xavier McDaniel. Timeout, game on the line against the then Seattle Supersonics. And Bird said, hey, X, I'm going to get the ball, I'm going to fake this way and go that way, I'm going to hit a jumper. He did exactly that and won the game. There's certain athletes who can say, hey, I'm going to do that. Now try to stop me. And Tyreek Hill was one of those players. I truly believe he could say, hey, I'm going to run a, uh, a go pattern. Uh, can you go with me? You know, they got, got Kelsey could probably do that to you. It's, it's hard to say, hey, uh, we know what you're going to do, or that's a tell. You're going to be better because you don't have a player of that caliber. Kansas City would still love to have Tyreek Hill. They don't. Does that mean you could spread it out as far as your weapons? Absolutely. And you got Mahomes, who's still a magnificent quarterback. Isn't it like we moved on quickly from Patrick Mahomes? Do you think it felt like, hey, uh, you guys are supposed to be winning multiple Super Bowls here. You didn't. Uh, Joe Burrow. Hey, uh, we don't even like you in the division. And, uh, Justin Herbert. It, it feels like there's so many candidates to be, boy, that guy could be the next. Oh, he's going to be. You know, here's Tom Brady voted the number one player by players in the NFL to start this season. Yes, he. But isn't it sort of like, uh, I don't know if we've moved on from Patrick Mahomes or has he just hit that level of um, star quality and greatness where it's like Michael Jordan didn't win MVP every year because he's Michael Jordan. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is kind of... Wait, Jordan didn't win the MVP every year? Shockingly. Oh, wow, okay. Rigged. So you think that Mahomes got into that stratosphere where we just go, yeah, that's Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes. I think so. Like, uh, Justin Herbert's trying to get to Mahomes' level. Yeah. Uh, so is Josh Allen. So is all of these, you know, Joe Burrow. They're all trying to get to where Patrick Mahomes already is. Okay. And what is Mahomes, 26 or 27? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, he's 27. Yeah. I, I think he nailed it. It's almost like expected greatness out of Mahomes. Yeah. You expect him to look That's away fair. and do a 50-yard pass. And, and it's, even at his young age, I mean, in year two, his first year, he had 50 touchdowns. I know. Last year, I mean, it's not even a big deal. He had 37 touchdowns and 13 picks. For him, that's that, a down year. That's his worst season in the NFL. That is statistically he had his worst season. Overrated. There, there are analyst pundits who think that uh, you know they could not make the playoffs. They had preseason predictions that the Chiefs wouldn't make the playoffs. They would finish last in the division. I went, wow. Kansas City's still good. It's aggressive. Yeah, it is. It's an aggressive take. Yeah, but sometimes I wonder when you give your take. Wait, like, would you bet on this? If I ask analysts, okay, you think um, uh, Stephen A. Smith says Kyrie Irving's going to be an MVP candidate. Now, I don't know what that means. Like, th- there's probably 20 MVP candidates, I guess. But will he finish in the top five in voting? Would you bet on that? That's what I want to know. Because sometimes with the hot takes, it's, hey, could I get some attention here, please? Hey, I'm over here. Did you hear what I said? Kansas City going to finish last, not make the playoffs? Okay. How about a pie to the face? How about we do pie to the face for all of these predictions on all of these networks with all of these analysts? Is it going to be on Nickelodeon? Ooh, we could do that. Feels like that's the pie to the face network. Yes, Paul. We should call the people at DraftKings and see if it would even be legal. Could you bet on takes? Let's say you took a 
Stephen A. Smith said Kyrie Irving will win the MVP. We said he'll be an MVP candidate. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's say there was like you could almost like put takes up there and put odds around takes and put a face to them and let the people bet on them. You know, bet against them, bet for them. It's almost like a prop bet. You cap them at like a hundred bucks. That's kind of cool. And then and then they could have some kind of uh, mechanism graphic that actually hits them in the face <laughs> when you have their take right. up there on DraftKings. And it's like, and Stephen A. said Kyrie would be a top five MVP candidate, and then he's not, and then he gets a pie to the face. That, that a they, little digital pie. Yes, a digital pie to the face. <laughs> yes, Tom. And maybe you could call it take odds me, like aha. Take odds me. See what I did there a little bit? No? Bad start for me? You may get another pie to the face. <laughs> take odds me. Think about it. I, mean, I know, I know but like it's it. such an old reference there, Tom. That's like one of Paulie's big groups. Uh No, no, I know. We like that. They were screaming for me to say, take odds me. That's why I couldn't control (laughs) my Take odds me. (sighs) Take me odds. (laughs) Chargers are uh, four-point underdogs tonight. Take odds me. That's terrible. That's a terrible joke. I'm sorry. (laughs) I kind of loved it, though. Oh, it's horrible. That's a terrible joke. Take Take odds me. me. No offense. Like, you don't it, it, just pick your be stealth. <laughs> like, that's all. I just ask you to be stealth. I should play it out in my head before well, no, verbalizing no, it on, pressing the on-air button, I guess. Yes, it's just, hey, nobody's acknowledged me, and I want to say something. I want to join in the fun. You don't always have to. Sometimes watching. I was going to be generous, and I was going to email to you for you to say take that, odds. No, no, and I would not have <laughs> said that. <laughs> that's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> And I like Take On Me. I like Aha. I, I, I like the song, but I don't think it's a great reference today. We're trying to skew younger. We're like the NFL with Amazon coming up tonight. Uh, Ross Tucker, our good buddy, over under seven text messages for me from my family and friends freaking out, asking how to watch the Chargers Chiefs game tonight. Now, Ross is onto something here. Because I have direct TV. I don't know how to get the Amazon game on if I have direct TV. Now, do I have to go to a tablet? And then, do I have to ask one of my kids to help me get the football game la- tonight on Amazon? Sure sounds like it. Yes, it does. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give everybody a forewarning here. This is early in the day. Now's the time to start the process of, oh, by the way... How do I get the football game tonight? Because it's on Amazon. And if you have DirecTV, you know, whatever your cable carrier, I don't know. Yes, Pauline. I, I'm already waiting for my mother to call me at 8, 8 11 yeah. p.m. Eastern time. Amazon Prime, do I have to buy a book? Do I have to buy <laughs> shoes to get it? Do I have to buy a Kindle? Yeah. Like, I don't know where this game is. I don't know how to get it. On DirecTV. Can I get this game on DirecTV tonight if it's on Amazon? All right. I think it's, is it exclusively on Amazon Prime Video? I'd be shocked if it wasn't on NFL Network. Oh. But I don't know. <laughs> We're not helping. Well, wait, didn't, didn't the NFL Network carry it? And what other network was it on? It would be like NFL Networks and Fox or NFL Network and so-and-so. No, I thought that there was – you could watch it on the NFL Network or NFL Network, and you could watch it on – YouTube. 
something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Paul. I don't think it's on NFL Network because I'm checking our uh, thing here and they're replaying. The yeah, I know. I got NFL Network replaying Broncos and Seahawks. Sorry, Broncos fans. That's the replay tonight. <laughs> you know what? I would go for it on fourth and five. Oh, wait, this is NFL Plus. I don't know what NFL Plus is. Do I have NFL Plus? I probably, but I don't really know. Yes, Todd. It would be odd if Amazon had spent all that money for some type of exclusivity and for it to also be on NFL Network or some other channel you could watch. Yeah, it on but TV. it used to be on NFL. There was, there was a point where you could watch it on NFL Network and something else. I don't know what the relationship was with this other network, but you could watch it. I think seems right. I remember it being on Fox and NFL Network simultaneously. Some, okay. Is that Thursday night was on Fox and it was on NFL Network? Does that sound right? Something yes. like that, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, Paul. Do you and Fritzy both have smart TVs? I know you both have direct TV, but do you have like smart TVs with the apps and stuff like that? I do, but I'm still not sure how to get to Amazon. Well, no. I know it's something you click on once you see yeah. all the pictures of Hulu and everything. I don't have that. Like, I just have a, a small TV downstairs in the, in the bar. Yeah. Do you have an area with a bigger TV? Because you, I do, you got, but I don't like to watch TV over there. That is a weird thing you do. You love your bar area, but yes, I do. I think it's a twenty-three. But, I, but I, I can smoke a cigar. I have the ventilation there, and I can just kind of hide. So, but it's which one of us are you going to call at eight fifteen? No, 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 no. I this is figured out this afternoon. This is, I got to get people on. You know the big German. Yeah. Big German, I'll oh, be. His afternoon is set. Poor guy. Tyler, I, I'll see you at 2.30. I'm texting the big German last night. I go, what's what's my Apple password? <laughs> I, I, oh, man. I feel bad because I, I, I do that to him a lot. I'll go, uh, did you change the DirecTV password? And he'll go, no, I didn't touch it. Now, he doesn't live at your house, No, right? he does not. Okay, just checking. Yes, Todd. I could totally picture that. Thank you, Tony. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I do that with my wife. She knows like all the passwords and everything. I forget half the time. Let's take a break here. We're just getting started, I think. Take, take Todd's me. Take, take Todd me. You know you like it. No, I do not. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning. 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I, mean, I even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and Holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Strong comments by Shannon Sharp about Brett Favre. Have that for you coming up. Also, Adam Silver, NBA commissioner, talks about the Phoenix Suns owner. And his decision to levy the fine and punishment that he did. Have that for you coming up. By the way, every Thursday, we record the Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble. It's a podcast that I have with Bad Larry, Dylan the Graphics Guy, and uh, Shayan Irving is joining us uh, this year, this season. Go to danpatrick.com later today. We'll have their picks not only for tonight, but also the weekend. And in case you're wondering what Shayan Irving looks like, because a lot of people say, Gosh, I have this idea. Does he look like uh, the musician Chris Stapleton? And I say, yeah, I could see a little bit of that size-wise. Seaton sent me a picture, and I honestly thought that this person was Shea and Irving. If you're a fan of the band Poison, mm-hmm. even if you're not a fan of the band Poison, they have a member, his name is Ricky Rocket. He's the drummer for Poison. And... If you if you Google Ricky Rocket from Poison, that is pretty close to Shea and Irving. 
Yes, Paulie. Yeah, Shea kind of has more shaved sides, but a big pompadour of hair over the top. And then he's got a skull tattoo, which is always uh, nice and threatening. He looks like kind of a, a bouncer at a bar in Texas. Yeah. You know, kind of shape where I wouldn't mess with him. No, no, Shea is the real deal. Yeah. When people say, is that an act? It's like, no, 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 he's, that's the real deal. Yeah, he's a real dealer. Yes. There's no doubt about that. And then he's got a tattoo across his belly. I forget what that tattoo says. You, I think it says poison. No, it doesn't. Oh. No, but it says like outlaw or something. Like, like it's, it's, I'll I, take the under, I think it says. <laughs> wow. Uh, but Shea and Irving is part of our gambling podcast with Bad Larry. Don't know his last name. I just know him as Bad Larry from New Jersey. And then Dylan, the graphics guy. Dylan is off to an unbelievable start. Dylan is uh, killing it right now. That won't last long. Uh, we'll get to a couple of phone calls. People have been on hold, and then I'll uh, play the sound from uh, Shannon Sharp yesterday on Brett Favre. Gus in L.A. is back. Hi, Gus. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Mr. Patrick. Hope you and boys are having a good week. Um, quick little point about tonight's game. Got me thinking, who do you think is going to win something first? Do you think Herbert wins MVP first, or the Chiefs win another Super Bowl? Then uh, I'm going to be in New York City for a few days. I got in yesterday, and I want to know. I want to get your boys' opinion on where can I get the best sandwich while I'm out about today. I want to get best roast beef, maybe pastrami, something like that. Okay, Fritzy, do you want to help Gus in in uh, New York? Uh, there's a place in Brooklyn, if you're willing to make the trip, Original Pizza in Brooklyn. Look up Original Pizza. Oh, there's plenty of pizza places. He wants a sandwich. Do you have a a, a great deli? Were I you, think I, isn't it like Carnegie Deli. Like some of those ones in Manhattan. I don't like think this, Carnegie Deli is still open. It doesn't. Maybe you're wrong. I think any asking. deli in New York City will get you a nice big corn beef or roast beef. Oh, that's a dangerous direction to go. Any deli in New York City, though. Yeah, Cats Cat, the Cat, big one. Yeah, Cats Deli. It's a tourist attraction. Yeah, but it. And you know what? It's worth going once, but you you get a nice corn beef or pastrami there. Uh, yeah, I don't have a deli for you, Gus. I'm sorry about that. But uh, yes, Don. There's a place called Junior's, which is uh, makes sandwiches and burgers and all kinds of stuff, which they still have. That's kind of like downtown Brooklyn, close to Manhattan. But if you look up Junior's, if you want to have a nice array of options. Yeah, I don't want him to go to Brooklyn. I'm trying to get something. It's close to Manhattan, the, though. I know, but it's not Manhattan. There's yeah. a there's a place in Manhattan I went to years ago. Don't know it's still in business. It's called Sarge's. It's a big old school sandwich shop, and they had sandwiches like you had. You need two hands and a like a spotter and a back brace. Mm. Sarge is on like Third Avenue. Yeah, yeah. Cat's Deli is you know it's a nice it's a nice experience there. It's pretty iconic. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes those iconic places. No, you no, must... no. It lived, I've been there. Get yeah. get the matzo ball. Oh. And uh, you know, get a nice corned beef or pastrami. It's it's very good. Oh man, this soup would be so good. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great right now. By the way, it's National Double Cheeseburger Day. I, where was National Single Cheeseburger Day? Do they have that? Yes. I don't know when that. You is. don't even know. No, no, you don't know that. Uh, Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind? I knew it. As soon as you talk about food, you always come to me like my name is Max or something, man. Every time you could talk about whatever kind of food, and somehow you always uh, we're gonna have blah blah blah. And here's Jeff in Detroit. My goodness, listen, Dan. First of all, let me give you a bloop real quick. Telling Marvin he has to use two hands to hit uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Todd with the pie. 
my goodness, that was just too funny. So it doesn't drop it. I have a clarification, a challenge, and a question for you. Okay. Clarification. You said that, Polly said that he can find pie crust, but he can't find pens. And you said that you guys have your priorities straight. Did you say priorities or priority? Priority. Ah. Priority. I know, right, right. Well, uh, I have a challenge for James in Washington. We are Washington. Let's go, James. Pie, the Detroit Lions are facing uh, Washington commanders. So my bet is this, pie to the face. And for the rest of the month, when he calls in, he has to say Detroit is awesome. What up, though? If I, if, uh, if I lose, I'll call in and say we are commanders or whatever he says. All right. Well, Jeff, I know that James in Virginia will take you up on that bet. I and uh, on behalf of James in Virginia, I'll I'll take you up. I'll speak for him because Detroit is favored in that game against the Commanders. Uh, let's see, Joe in Atlantic City. Hi, Joe. What's on your mind today? Hi, Dan. Hi, Joe. All right. I uh, hope everyone's fine. I also have Direct TV. The problem is there's no way with Direct TV. What you need to do is, and I have to ask you, do you have a smart TV? I might, but then I can't really watch it in the manner that I like to, and that's by myself smoking a cigar. Ah, okay. A smart TV, you, you can just go to your apps on the TV, download Amazon Prime, and you'll be able to get it. All right. Well, I don't know. I, Dan, I know the TV you're talking about in your house. It's not a smart TV. It's not even close to a smart TV. Mm. It's, it's a perfectly good TV, but it's like a bar TV. Yeah. And what, do you want us to get your new TV for in there? We can get a smart TV. No. No, you're good. I mean, I I want to watch and listen to Al Michaels, my buddy. But uh, Alberto in Chicago. Hey, Alberto. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Hey, Alberto. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Five, five, uh, top heavy and currently uh, COVID positive 150. Two questions. Question one, uh, I'm a Bills fan, and as a Bills fan, how scared should I be <clears throat> about how Josh Allen plays? He plays like with his hair on fire, and it's it's anytime he has a design run or he's scrambling, I cringe because the guy's gonna get he's just gonna get destroyed out there if he keeps doing this. Question well, two, he hasn't so far so far, Alberta. And uh, thanks for the phone call and the cough that you had. Um. This is who he is. This is how he plays. And it's just like Lamar Jackson. You're, you're going to hold your breath. But I don't want to take away one of his weapons to try to preserve him. I, I, just, I just hope that when he gets to a point of contact, you know, potential contact that he slides or he goes out of bounds, don't take on these guys. You're going to get hit, but don't don't bring on more contact. That'd be the biggest concern I have with Josh Allen. Be as smart as you can be, and don't be a tough guy. Nothing. Remember when Franco Harris would run out of bounds, and I think that there were the the old school running backs, Jim Brown. Hey, you don't run out of bounds. Well, Franco is like, um, I get hit on just about every play. If I can avoid getting hit. Why not do that? But our mentality, we're like, well, that's the way you play football. Okay, that's the way maybe you played football. And I thought Franco, at the time, I didn't understand it. I thought, well, of course, you take on contact. 
Well, now what we know about, you know, CTE, you know, uh, all the concussions, it makes a lot of sense. Well, the quarterbacks should also listen to that. Get out of bounds. Slide. Shannon Sharp on Undisputed on Fox Sports 1, he was talking about Brett Favre. Now, what's going on with Favre? There's accusations in the state of Mississippi that did he take money, was money diverted, part of a scam there. There were welfare funds that maybe that money was diverted to Brett Favre and some others. So it's not a pretty picture for Brett Favre. And it's been kind of lingering there. Did he get money? Was he paid money? How much was he paid? Where was the money earmarked for? Well, Shannon Sharp has heard enough. The Hall of Famer had this to say about Brett Favre. I talked to people that were in the room when Brett Favre went to the Hall of Fame and nobody mentioned about text messages that he sent to that jet masseuse. Mm. Nobody mentioned anything about the addiction that he suffered from. But yeah. yet, T.O., they brought up everything. Can you imagine if T.O. would have had an incident, incidents like Brett Favre off the field? T.O. still, to this day right now, would not be in the Hall of Fame. Yet they walked right past it like Brett Favre did nothing. That is true. I the, give you that. The problem that I have with this situation, yep. you got to be a sorry mofo mm. to steal from the lowest. Mississippi is the poorest state in our country. It is. It's citizens. So if they're the poorest state, Brett Favre is taken from the underserved. You made $100 plus million in the NFL. This is what we know. Scared when black and brown people do do fraud the government, they do they hell bit. Mm-hmm. You get an EBT card and you get wick and you get stuff like that, boy, they move heaven and earth to try to put you in jail for four hundred little measly dollars. Fact. Now this man done took a million dollars. Yep. And they sitting around like, well, well, you know, it, it happened and we'll see. And they're gonna get more money and do it all over again. The biggest criminals, the people that steal the most, look like that. But he's been a sleaze ball. He's been shady for a very, very long time. That has been built up over the years, I'm sure, for Shannon. And he is right about T.O., that when they start to look at you, now they're not supposed to look at you off the field. You know, it's a myopic view of a player, a player, not a person. So Shannon knows that, that you shouldn't be looking, you know, was T.O. a good teammate? Now that's the argument. And I think that's what was held against him. You know, if you have a sports violation, it's different. You know, this is the kind of thing that could send you to jail. If you're defrauding and, you know, you got elected officials are involved in this. But some players, former players, we embrace that as, well, that's part of the charm of who they are. Now, we do this to Charles Barkley because there's no other analyst who could get by saying what Charles does. They're just not. But we embrace Charles. That's part of Charles. And Brett Favre, well, that's just the way he played, you know. You know, the drug addiction, uh, I'm not going to put that as that makes him a bad guy. I think he, you know, if you get caught up, uh, you know, with Vicodin, and he, and he was, he got caught up in that. And are those painkillers? This is a guy who famously didn't miss games, and he played, played hurt. You start to take Vicodin, then you rely on him. I remember being with him in Las Vegas. And I thought that Brett was on something. We later found out that he was on Vicodin. But that doesn't necessarily make him a bad guy that you lump this in with what, what, what is going on in Mississippi. Like, this is separate. What happened when he sent pictures 
to Jen Sturger, who worked for the Jets. I don't know if that was discussed, and probably not when he was up for the Hall of Fame. Now, he got fined $50,000, I believe, at the time. But Shannon is right. Brett Favre, we treat him differently. Because he sort of fits that, oh, that's the way you played, gunslinger and all that. That has nothing to do with what's going on right now in the state of Mississippi. And if it's true, I hope they come down hard on Brett Favre. If it's true, and those other elected officials diverted funds from the poorest people in the poorest state in America is reprehensible. And Favre has money. He's got his copper fit, you know. He made over $100 million in his career. And he wanted to have money, according to some text messages, build a volleyball arena. His daughter had played volleyball for a couple of years in college, and he wanted to build a volleyball arena? Really? Yeah, Paul. I remember back in the day when Michael Irvin was trying to get in the Hall of Fame, and I, didn't he have to wait a year? Yes, he, he was did. not first ballot. Yes, he did. And a lot of the scuttlebutt was because of his off-field behavior. And Michael Irvin's uh, defense or argument was like, my off-field behavior never took me off the field. I didn't miss Sunday. I didn't miss practice. I asked my teammates, did I ever miss practice? Did I ever not show on Sunday because of my off-field behavior? Because if you're going to ding me for my off-field behavior, it's got to affect my on-field for you to factor in in that Hall of Fame room. They weren't fair to Michael Irvin. When Mike was on the field, it it was life and death for Mike. Off the field, if you want to include that, then okay, that's an issue. Yes, Eden. It feels like it's exactly Shannon's point. Yes. Yeah, we pick and choose. If Brett Favre did what Michael Irvin was doing, then would we say, well, that, you know, Brett had some demons, you know, but that Brett Favre, he always played, you know, he played hurt. Played. Never took him off the field, though. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And look, I'm not the biggest T.O. fan, but he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, is he a good teammate? Now you can make an argument because there are people probably would say no, he was not a good teammate at times. But he's not accused of a crime. I mean, he did sit-ups in a driveway. Okay. You know, he's somebody who needed attention, still needs attention. I understand it. But that doesn't make him a bad football player. Guy played hard, played hurt, broken leg, Super Bowl. Michael Irvin, nobody ever questioned his desire when he was on the football field, ever. But Shannon's right. Two schools of thought on this. Oh, that's just who you are. That's your charm. Somebody else? It's a negative. Yeah, Mark. If that was Brett Favre who had that T.O. performance in the Super Bowl coming off of that type of injury, Ooh. oh, we talk about that ad nauseum. It'd be a movie. It'd be a movie. Absolutely. So, look, I think Shannon is, you know, sometimes he gets caught up in that skip vortex, but Shannon is really good and really smart um, and, and has strong opinions. And I, I do have great respect for uh, what Shannon does on that show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me for the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. 
What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. A a tweet from Aaron W. In a big meeting yesterday, my CEO made a play on words, a pun, a joke, And in an otherwise quiet room, I gave him an audible bloop, bloop. I like that. Catching on. Yes, it is. Bloop, bloop. And by the way, this is based off of around the horn. When when Tony Reale gives the uh, writers points, it'll be like bloop, bloop. 
and then Todd was the first one to bring it up. He, I, I forget, somebody had some kind of good line. Todd goes, bloop. And I go, what's that? And he goes, that's around the horn. You got a point there. Bloop, bloop. Yes, Paulie. Just a quick update on the UL Monroe, Alabama uh, history. Yeah. They played five years ago. I'm sorry, 2015. Alabama was uh, obviously a top 10 team. They were given UL Monroe 37 and a half. Yeah. Your Warhawks covered. Got Hell yes. 34-0 was the final score. And they're going to cover this time around. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Chris Sims, Texas Longhorn uh, apologist, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. How excited were you? Your Longhorns were going to beat Alabama. How excited uh-huh. was it at home? It was it was awesome. It really was. It was great watching it. It was really it was special. The stadium looked amazing, right? I, Mike, I don't know, Dan, call me crazy or whatever, but I'm like not even upset. I'm not. That was a victory to me. I mean, hey, we're like we're relevant again. We're actually might be good again. I think that was the encouraging thing. I mean, we kind of look the part. You know, Steve Sarkeesian, I I am a believer in him. I know he's one of the better offensive minds in college football. It just stunk that Quinn Ewers got hurt. I wanted to see that because he does have some special attributes about how he throws the ball. I wish he'd cut his hair, but damn, he could throw that football. Uh, so that that I, it really, to me, it was a win. Even though it was a loss, it was a win, I think, overall for the program going forward. Any doubts about Arch Manning coming in there? I know Quinn Ewers is there now, and he was the number one recruit in America, and he's going to lose his job. But any concerns that Arch comes in and he's not able to live up to what Texas fans expect? Well, you know, I mean, I've lived that a little bit. I do. I mean, there's there's that anywhere you go when you have the last name Manning, right? There, there is. And then when you put, couple in the fact that yeah, there's a guy with Quinn Ewers who you know we saw on social media in high school and and even here just a little bit to go. Whoa, this dude can throw the football like legit, like has a big time arm. It's an NFL type arm for sure. So that would be my concern. You know, the other aspect of that is it's the Mannings, and they don't leave anything to chance. So there's a part of me that's also like, you know, Texas had to sign a contract. Like, he has to start by year two, or we get control of the school and the stadium and whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the way the Mannings are. They're just very they're, – they're like that. So that's where I do it. But you're going to have competition and pressure wherever you go when you have the Manning family. Hey, when I went to Texas, I was the number one player in the country. The next year, we brought in, like – Chance Mock, who I believe was the number one quarterback in the country, too. And it's just like, oh, crap, gosh, I'm going to have to compete here. So you're going to have to deal with that when you go to a major school like that. The difference between the quarterbacks tonight and Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, the one, the one thing Herbert does better than Mahomes and the one thing that Mahomes does better than Herbert. Great question. Great question. I, th- these, are, these, for my money, are the you know, two of the three best quarterbacks in the game, and you, you add in Josh Allen to that. I think that's, you know, you've seen my rankings, and we've talked about it in the spring. I think these are the, those are the three best in the game. Um, this is where I would say there's a difference. Uh, Herbert, in the po- I call him the machine. When the pocket's clean and he's sitting there, big soldier, and he looks like a machine because he's so big with the square shoulders, he hits the bullseye almost every throw. So he is, to me, better in that environment than Mahomes and you know we're talking about great versus great here so it's not like it's Mahomes is weak in this category but I would give Herbert the credit of pocket clean gotta hit the bullseye 15 yard in cut 20 yard out route boom he's gonna hit it every time Mahomes I think has the you know the vice versa advantage of that when 
pocket's not clean or I got to fade away or float or throw a sidearm ball on a 20-yard out route, that's to me he's maybe the most gifted guy we've ever seen do that. He's like an artist that way. So that would be the difference there. But we know that you know both of these guys can pretty much do whatever they want on the football field. What's Josh Allen do better than those two quarterbacks? Ooh, he's a little bit of a mixture of both where I'd go. He runs he better. Not, he runs better for sure, right? I mean, he's a force of nature. Other than Lamar Jackson, I don't, you know, Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, I don't know if there's another force better than Josh Allen as far as a runner. But how then, did we miss Josh Allen? He wasn't a big-time recruit in high school. Right. He wasn't, a, you know, a big-time player at Wyoming. I mean, he was a, a curiosity there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he lost his talent, he didn't really have a good final year there. But you still right. had teams that were kind of fawning all over him. Yeah. His first year, he didn't look good. What was your review of Josh Allen coming into the NFL? Well, you know my review of him. We discussed this a little bit. I, I thought he was the number one quarterback I, in the I'm, draft. I'm letting you take a victory. No, I know. Lane. No, I, I know. I know. I wasn't trying to be a jerk. I know. And I'm John I know. Stockton. We're... You can be Carl Malone. I'm just giving you a bounce okay. pass. Just hey, make boom, the layup. I'll hit that 12-footer okay. all day long. All right. Boom. Right okay. there. Yeah. Okay. But, yes, I, I, I love Josh Allen coming out. You know, as, as we have discussed so many times in our history and, and being together, is it's just it's, we, we, we look at wins and stats a little too much and lose the context of the situation a little bit. And that's, to me, what happened with Josh Allen a little. One, the talent jumped off the screen. You know, you know the, the ability to run and do all that the ability to throw the ball really wherever he wants. There was all this talk about accuracy, and I kept going, I don't really see an accuracy problem. I see a guy that sometimes thinks he can fit the ball into every window in the history of the world, right? But there were so many plays where I'd go, oh, yeah, that was incomplete, but damn, he fit it in between those three guys and put it right where he wanted to. And there was, it bounced off the receiver's head or, you know, there was just too much traffic in there and he just dropped the ball, let alone he was playing up in Wyoming where there was crazy weather conditions. Mm -hmm. And then I also got into the fact of like the completion percentage. I went, man, did they ever give the guy an easy throw or do anything? And I compared him to that year with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold who threw like an average of like seven or eight screens a game. And I went, well, if he threw seven or eight screams a game, his completion percentage would have been up around 67 68%, and maybe that wouldn't have been a question, let alone to your point, Dan. The support system around him was crappy. It didn't present itself. And then I think they kind of gave him a green light a little bit to like, hey, do whatever you want because we can't win unless you make magic happen. Yeah. And that kind of led into some bad habits as well. So that's what I saw. Um, but yeah, like it came out again this week a little bit. I, I know that the Seattle Seahawks wanted to trade Russell Wilson to the Cleveland Browns because they wanted to take Josh Allen with the number one pick the year that the Cleveland Browns took Baker Mayfield. And then, you know, Josh Allen, extremely smart guy too. That's the one thing I think gets a little lost in translation because we see a great talent and we just go, oh, he's talented. But anybody you talk to, his testing before the draft was off the charts and all that stuff. And, of course, he's picking up offenses left and right here in the NFL. And uh, He's almost a combination of Herbert and Mahomes in a way, Dan, to get back to that original question. Like maybe not as good as the sidearm stuff as Mahomes, but just a little below. Maybe not as good as the machine like Herbert in the pocket, 
but just a little below. And then his ability to run, you know, power football and scramble. I mean, come on. Have we ever seen a quarterback stiff arm a safety in the NFL and throw him on the ground and get a first down? I mean, that, that was insane stuff what we saw, you know, in the opener. But I wonder if you go back and revisionist history, if you said Seattle was going to trade Russell Wilson to Cleveland yeah. in his prime right. for the Wyoming quarterback, yeah, they right. would have gotten roughed up. Now, we look back now, and it's yeah. revisionist yeah. history. Right. I mean, it's good that Josh Allen didn't go to Seattle the way Pete Carroll wants to win. He wouldn't have been taking advantage of all the attributes that Josh Allen has. But looking back, yes, Seattle made the right move, I think, if they keeping Russ – because Josh Allen was an unknown. You can look at all the talent. Sure. Like Jadavion sure. Clowney. Remember his pro day? I had yes. people at the mothership frothing, slobbering all over. I've never seen something like this. And right. I went, okay. He had one great play in college, and that was the bowl game against Michigan. Yeah, Slow right. down. He doesn't have any lower body strength. I, I mean, you had guys who were played the game who were like Teddy Bruschi. They're like, I haven't seen anything like this before. We get caught up in this. We hey, do. I mean, he's had a nice career, but it, it's just, I think we always want to be the first to say, you know, we got to beat everybody to the punch. I, I saw him before. It's like you have a favorite band. You know, I saw I know. you I know. too when they played in front of 22 people. I saw right. Dave Matthews at a frat party, you know. So yes, I don't know. No, I, I, no, I know. I think your point is there. I, I, I get what your point is. I don't know either. You're right. The, the fact that he got to Buffalo and McDermott, this is where I think it is amazing. And I talked about this with Josh Allen in my long interview a little bit before the season on my podcast and stuff, because that's one of the, you know, we don't see defensive coaches a whole lot. Just go, Hey, offensive quarterback, do whatever the hell you want. And we're just going to go with you. Yeah. And that was special, and you're right. I don't know if Pete Carroll would have ever done that. I do think that the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll for a while were looking to replicate what they did originally with Russell Wilson. Get a quarterback on a rookie contract, right, and let's build the team around it because I'm not all about the quarterback in Seattle here, and let's try to do it that way. But it's hard to do that to your point when you go, whoa, Russell, he's damn good, and he's so clutch, and he helped us win a lot of games after the Legion of Boom fell off because he was so good. So I hear you there. I, I you know that, That's a tough one, and I, I don't know if it would be the same Josh Allen if he was up there in Seattle. He's uh, Chris Sims. He uh, works for Pro Football Talk Live, and it's the show before ours on Peacock. Uh, explain the Chiefs' offense without Tyreek Hill and how it could be better than it was. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm one that's kind of been, I think it's going to be better. I've been kind of saying that all offseason. We'll see. I mean, it's, a, it's dicey. I mean, Tyreek Hill is, is special. I know that. There's no question. I think where I look at it is I don't think, you know, I think the the offense by committee can be a blessing, really, for the Chiefs' offense and for Mahomes a little bit. There definitely was times last year where he tries to force it to Tyree Kill too much or makes decisions just based off of that. I also think that with Tyree Kill and the fact that they always felt like, hey, we got to get him and Kelsey the football, that – you know, and I've talked to defensive coaches about this a little bit. You had a little feel for, oh, wait, Tyreek's in the slot. They're going to kind of run these plays. Oh, wait, Tyreek's the outside of three receivers. They're going to kind of go to these plays. And I think where they have an advantage right now is you just you don't know. You can't, other than Kelsey, you can't really figure out who's being used for what and what's going on there. And 
They got a lot of guys that are very good at the receiver position. They got some tight ends, too, to go along with Kelsey, where I think they're going to be able to play some two and three tight end sets this year and be annoying that way. So, uh, And I also think, like the Bills, the Chiefs are a team on a mission. They are. They just they look the part to me. They look like they're pissed off about losing the AFC Championship game. You know, the, Andy Reid and Veach have done a very good job of kind of retooling that team on the fly there. Uh, but I think that's my kind of you know sum up of the Chiefs' offense. It's a little hard to tell how they're going to attack you without Tyree Kill now. Boy, it feels like we moved on from the Rams quickly. Mm, I know, right? I know. Yes, it like, does. Like it a does. national TV loss or win really amplifies the good or the bad. But what are your what are your bigger concerns about the Rams this season? My bigger concerns, and, and, you know, I picked the Rams to go to the playoffs, but I picked them to go as, like, a sixth seed, right? And, and you know, again, it's hard to replicate going back-to-back Super Bowls like we talked about. But my biggest thing is, you know, that playing in a tough division, they lost some real difference makers on their football team. You know, OBJ, Von Miller, Darius Williams. They lost some good role players, too, and Troy Reader, right? Sebastian Joseph Day lost two. Whitworth retired. Austin Corbett got you know traded to the the Carolina Panthers. So there's this new offensive line there. You know I don't know if Jalen Ramsey's quite as good as he used to be. I, I still man, I love me some Jalen Ramsey, but I'm not sure he's like the best corner in football anymore. Or if he is, there's a lot of people competing with him there. So that's what scares me about the Rams a little bit. Stafford's elbow not being there, them not getting to practice. You know, so I look at that and just go, I don't think they're as dominant up front on either side of the ball. That's what scares me. I still, still think they're going to be a pain in the butt, and McVay's a hell of a coach, but I don't see like Super Bowl in the, in the, in the globe this year or, or in the, uh, what do they call that, magic ball or whatever the, for the Rams. Uh, the Seahawks-Broncos ending. You had a <sighs> rookie head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who said, here's our strategy. We wanted to get to the 46-yard line, which – I don't know why with Russell yeah. Wilson you go, no, we got to get to the 46. I don't think that that should be your philosophy. And I said, you got, this is why you got Russ. If I have Drew Locke, I'll get to the 46 and we'll try to kick a field goal. I have Russell right. Wilson. Why the hell am I spending $250 million to go, Russ, thank you. Some nice parting yeah. gifts. Mr. Right. McManus, go out there and <laughs> kick a field goal. Yeah, agreed on that point, totally. And then to add to that, like, I just we're, the the line of demarcation was if we get to this place, we can maybe win the game with the, like the second longest field goal in the history of football. That that doesn't make sense. That, that process is flawed. There, yeah. Bill Belichick didn't go to you know nine Super Bowls and all that. Going well, if we just get to the place where I've seen my kicker make it one time before, that's will be good, right? You get you're, the process is we need to get to a place to where I think my kicker can be four for five, right? From that, maybe maybe get to the forty-one for a fifty-seven, fifty-eight yard field goal. So that's where the first thing I just go, I don't buy it. And then the second thing is, I think a play was called, an offensive play was called. Russell Wilson was in the huddle too long, yeah, and he was giving a play. The left guard was looking back, waiting for Russell Wilson to lift his leg to call the snap. There was no drawing anybody offside. They weren't doing a snap count the whole game. They were lifting their leg. You couldn't hear anybody to draw any. So there's, I think they're trying to CYA, you know, cover their own ass here a little bit down the stretch a little. 
Um, and I think the fact that the play got in late and things, and then I, I think he changed his mind a little bit. And that's unfortunate. It was a rookie mistake because it takes away from the Broncos offense looking about as good as it's looked since the Peyton Manning era. And the defense made great adjustments in the second half. The two fumbles at the goal line certainly were a big changing point in the game. Uh, but, yeah, that decision takes away from, from a lot of good stuff I think the Broncos did there in the football game. And it's a, it's a great notice by you that Russ was ready to call a play. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he, Absolutely. No doubt about it. He was giving a signal and lining people up. That isn't I'm jumping offsides. And they were in the huddle for a significant amount of time. He wasn't just going, jump off, don't jump offside, hard count, don't jump offside, hard count, and saying that for 20 seconds. No, he no. was spitting out a play for everybody. So, you know, it, it's just, yeah, it was mishandled. There was, there was problems with them getting the play in all game long. Hopefully they can fix that. I expect them to rebound in a big way against the Texans this week. Oh, that's a real stretch by you. <laughs> I'm calling my shot, Dan. <laughs> Great to have you on, bud. Thank you. Thanks. Thank that, you, guys. Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live with uh, Mike Florio. That uh, precedes our show on Peacock. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.